This is the Metaphysical Connections Paranormal News of the Week with Jason Cousineau for the week of March 9th, 2019, and I'm Eric Render King Fisk. This week on the show, Jason and I talk about the controversy surrounding the HBO two-part documentary special, Leaving Neverland, that features new accusations against Michael Jackson of child abuse and pedophilia. We also talk about the cult of personality and the debate of why rabid fans defend celebrities who are accused of horrible acts. As a warning, this podcast does include material that may not be suitable for some people. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keep this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles network on the air. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the Patreon link and for a mere dollar a month you will get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Thanks to all of you for your support. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So I, I, I wonder, if you're a Michael Jackson fan, how, how's your week been so far? <laughs> I've never uh, never really was a Michael Jackson fan. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm yeah. just going to see if I can fade this in the background. Because that, that makes for good radio. Doing some, yeah. some, some mixing and engineering while you're recording a podcast, you know, on the fly. There you go, there you go baby. Yeah. Go. Show off them skills, baby. So we wanted to start out the show, um, uh, news of the week with Jason Cousineau, and I've been dying to talk to you about this topic all week, because um, I wanted to touch upon this last week when we recorded, and um, what the hell, and uh, I t- and with everything else that was going on, I totally forgot, and I was going to ask you, A, do you have HBO, and B... If you have HBO, are you going to watch this documentary series on Michael Jackson? And if you are, why? And if you're not, how come? And does anybody really care what 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 Jason and Eric have to say about Michael Jackson and this uh-huh. controversy? And, okay. Well, and- I I personally um, do not have HBO. I'm not a huge fan of Michael Jackson. Even, I mean, when he first came out. His original album there, I forget which one it was, where he's wearing the white suit coat with the black You're thinking Thriller, the one that came after Off the Wall. It was Off the Wall that really made him a a solo mega superstar, but it was Mm -hmm. Thriller that it was almost as if there was some kind of federal law that you had to have, a every household had to have at least one copy of Michael Jackson's Thriller. It it just felt like that. Everybody... yeah. We would have been in violation of that law. It just, I mean, no, but am I, am I crazy for saying mm-hmm. it seemed like everybody had a copy? Oh, yeah. Er- I mean, every everyone's house I went to, all my friends, they all had copies of it. I didn't. Yeah. Um, I liked, you know, the Thriller, of course, I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed Beat It. I enjoyed, uh, what's her name there? The um, <sighs> Billie Jean. Yeah. I liked those songs. Yeah, but 
I was never really a huge Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's then, just, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. I liked some of his music, but I was never, I, I don't know. At the time, I, I really didn't get into the personalities of the artists. Right. I was just a, I, I liked their songs or I didn't. Even even guys like um, Billy Joel and Sting, who I was really big right. fans of their music. I never got into the, you know, the personalities. Like Sting was very politically active for example, and I never, you know, I never paid any attention to that crap. I just knew he made good music. Yeah. You know, same thing with like Billy Joel. Billy Joel never really got into activism or anything like that. But it, yeah, I, when someone mentioned that he was married to Christy Brinkley, I was like, oh, really? Who's that? <laughs> you know, I just didn't. <laughs> good for him. And then you see a picture of them together. You're like, wow, she clearly likes his music. A lot. <laughs> I mean, I love Billy, but he's not the most attractive guy in the world. So. But the thing about Billy Joel is, is that well, if he stands a chance with with a woman of, of Christy Brinkley's caliber, maybe I have a shot. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you got? What do you got, Eric? What what talent do you have? You know, it's all about in the. I'm not. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that Christy Brinkley is a whore. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying oh, is nah. that there is something to be said about guys who have a lot of talent. It's not so much. And he, he's a part, he was, you know, he was, he's kind of like the hometown guy who made good and everybody liked Billy Joel. Yeah. And he also was from the wrong side of the tracks growing up too. I mean, um, he and uh, what's his name? Bill O'Reilly actually grew up in, the same area no no kidding and bill o'reilly yeah right um they both grew up in long island long island as they say uh, yeah. natively um the and bill o'reilly i remember hearing an interview with him and he had mentioned that you know he knew he knew billy growing up and he was like yeah we we did not associate with him because you know he was from the wrong part of town he was from the wrong side of the tracks and almost literally in that case you know he was he grew up he did not have a lot of we tend to think of long island as an area that's very affluent and filled with rich people and he did not come from that his apparently his dad abandoned them when he was young yeah and i could be wrong on this it could be confusing billy joel with another guy but if i remember correctly billy joel grew up without his father around um, and he glommed onto making music at a young age. I think he was into boxing or something else right. like that, but you know, he was just not as good at it as he was with music. So he glommed onto the music and clearly it did. Okay. You know, he, he did all right. But, um, yeah. And he's, like you said, he's, he's an everyman. He's not, he's not someone you look at and go, oh yeah, he looks like a celebrity, yeah. you know, but damn, the guy can sing, he can write, plays piano like nobody's business. And it's just fucking good, you yeah. know? And the Piano Man, his original song, was autobiographical. Yeah, he was, yeah. That was yeah. literally his situation. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if Billie Jean is autobiographical for Michael Jackson. I know Michael Jackson wrote... He's always credited as a songwriter, but I think he just wrote the lyrics. I don't think he wrote the music itself, per se, but I could be wrong on that. He did grow up in a musical family, and let's yeah. be honest, his dad, Joe, what a piece of work. Huge a-hole. 
A hole yeah. with a capital A. A S S H O capitalize every all that shit. Just yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a man who at his son's funeral smiled into the camera and said, you know, everyone's excited to find out what we got going on and what's up next for us. And it's like, no, your kids everyone's dead. trying to find out how you feel about the death of your son, but thank you for answering. The question That's all anyway. we, all you need to know about Michael Jackson's upbringing. Just listen to Joe Jackson talk just long enough. Just keep talking, just keep talking and we'll figure it out ourselves. And exactly. it, it, it turns out, and there is, um, a lot of people say that the ABC miniseries of Growing Up Jackson was very, very close to the truth. There's hardly any embellishment. The idea that this guy would come home and beat his son for playing his guitar while he was, while he was at work. And then he woke up one day and he saw the Osmonds and he said, oh, we can do that, but we can do that better. And then he be- yeah. then he then he started beating his kids for not performing well enough musically and dancing well enough. Apparently, he was like a, just this. Right. I mean, he was just this horrible guy who worked an his, opportunist. Oh, he was an opportunist, and just working his his kids um, nearly to death. That's I, I I don't know what to say about that. I I really don't. I mean. I know that I'm yeah, a bit. Of I mean, a- to, I got to be honest. Um, I think most pedophiles are um, are made, yeah. not born. Yeah. Um, I think there is such a thing as you know the minor attracted adult. You know, are attracted to minors sexually. I think there's something to that being just the way they're born. Yeah. But I think the majority of pedophiles are raised where they realize that that's the wrong thing to be attracted to and are able to overcome that at least well enough to function in society. Um, the pedophiles that are convicted felons are the ones that for whatever reason, either did not receive those lessons, excuse me. Yeah. Or they, they just didn't give a shit. There was something that happened to them. And I think in my Michael Jackson's case, I think he was just, he was abused, not necessarily sexually, but he was abused. Yeah. Um, and so to him, children didn't have that special innocence that normal people who are raised normally feel towards children. They feel protective towards them. Right. And someone who's abused like that, I think, does not. Now, I'm. this is the world according to Jay. This is not. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not pretending to be a psychologist. I'm not advising. These are just observations I've made in yeah. my life with the pedophiles that I've I've seen, um, whether they be in public or in private. I think in Michael Jackson's case, it was the abuse. He was abused as a young kid because he was the youngest. Yeah. He was abused as a young kid. And he was according ex- to yeah. according to a lot of accounts that I've seen in red. His dad did horrible things to him in order to get him to keep his voice, which is us. There's there's a there's a lot of speculation that somehow he was chemically castrated, like somehow he was given certain med- medications or given certain. Um, I don't know if he was injected yep, I've or heard something. Rumors of the yeah, I've heard I've heard rumors of the chemical castration. I've heard rumors that his dad at one point was afraid it wasn't working and literally grabbed on 
his genitalia and tried crushing it. Um, crushing his balls, crush, crushing yeah. his testicles, something awful. Um, yeah. And I mean, as far as we know, he never had kids. Yeah. As far as I know, anyway. A lot, there's a lot of speculation of like, who's the bot? Who is the donor for Michael Jackson's kids? There's a lot right. of rumors. Because they don't look anything like him. Yeah. I mean, he he had vitiligo, so he bleached his skin because he didn't want to have that splotchy appearance. Um, but at the same time, you look at like Tito or any of his brothers or even his sisters, and for the most part, they are not light-skinned black people. They no. are fairly dark-skinned. You know, there's no... You're not going to see them and say, are, are they really black? Are they, you know, is there some, yeah. you know, is there cream in that coffee? You know, there's nothing like that. They are def- very much so black yeah. people. And the, um, you look at his kids, his two kids there, uh, what the hell are their names? Whatever. Yeah. Um, his two kids, there's no indication that either of them have anything they're not even chocolate milk you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. so um and i'm not i feel the need to say i'm not being i'm not trying to be racist or i'm trying not to be racist when i say this This it's just you know normally when you have someone who is very dark-skinned and they have children with someone who is not very dark-skinned you see evidence of that in the child right you know like even my my niece my uh, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, is from Ecuador. Yeah. And my niece is very, very dark-skinned, and she gets that through her father's side. You know, my nephew, her brother, um, he's not as dark-skinned, but you can he's you can see the Ecuadorian in him. Right. So, you know, you don't see any evidence of that at all in his children. Right. So I don't know whether they really are his or not. There's always been speculation about that. But... To be honest, is he if he raised those kids to be his own, kudos to him whether they're right, his or right, not. Right. You know? There's far too many people out there who don't. So, hey, kudos to him for that. Um but it if you when you hear the stories and the allegations of the abuse that he and his brothers grew up with, because as I understand it, it was mostly his brothers, his sisters were not involved in any of that right. abuse. Um you kind of look at that and go, huh, okay. Yeah. I get it now. We, you totally, I, I feel a, a lot of sympathy towards Michael Jackson to a large extent. I, during the early 80s, early to mid 80s, I grew up in an abusive household. My mother's boyfriend was extremely abusive, very abusive. And when I talked to a lot of my therapists about what I endured, one of my therapists showed me this book the next day and it was you know definitions of torture and according according to this therapist she said that i had been tortured uh, things that were done to me would land p- officers and, and military personnel for doing the same thing to a prisoner of war and but you know I'm 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 not I'm not breaking laws left and right. I'm not I'm not molesting children. I'm not out selling drugs. I'm not doing drugs. 
I'm not committing all of these horrible crimes that you know of. And there's a point where you got to say, enough with the fucking excuses. Other people had it rough. Not Some people haven't had it as rough as you had it, but some people had it worse. They're not doing half the shit these other abuse victims have have been doing. Um, at some point, you got to look at what Michael Jackson did or what he's accused of doing and stop making the excuses. The excuses don't fucking cut it at, at, at some level. You cannot say, right. oh, because of this and because of this and because of this. Well, of course he molested children. Or of, of course he's accused of, of molesting children. All of these are alleged, he, you know, and it drives me crazy how, and we were going to talk about celebrity worship, which is how we got off on, on this tangent, <laughs> you know? But the, but the thing is, is that you look at all the horrible things that he went through and let's just call it what it is. What he went through was psychological, psychological damage. He was physically, emotionally, I think maybe even by his own dad, he was sexually abused. I mean, I think, and I, I do, I think that, I think that Michael Jackson's father may have sexually abused him. And, and that's, and that's what happens when people are sexually abused and that becomes normalized. They do the same thing to other people, but there's yeah. a point where you have to say, this is wrong. Just because it was done to me does not mean that I get to do it to other people. It's not fair and it's not right. And it's, it is no, bullshit. It, 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 exactly. And, you know, the whole thing with, like, all of these celebrities, like, and, and the ones that really concern me the most are the ones like the um, the the rap stars and the NFL stars and even, you know, like, some actors who are abusive, yeah, physically abusive to whether it's their spouse, their children, whatever. Um, there are a lot of people who just make allowances for them. Well, they're good at what they do, so they should be, you know, so that shouldn't be a big deal. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, this guy down the street's a really good plumber, but he beats the fuck out of his kids. Should I just turn a blind eye to that because he's a good plumber? You know what I mean? Um, it's just... It, people try to rationalize things when it comes to celebrities and it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up at least no. for me. I mean, you, you judge people by their actions and you can't assume that just because there's a story printed about somebody that it's, that it's true. Oh yeah. But if there's enough stories printed, you start wondering at what, at and what, that's what's happening with Michael Jackson, for example, you know, at what at what point do you look at a series of news stories where with all these accusations being made and we're just going we're, we're going to make an example out of Michael Jackson whereas i mean you have a lot of very strange behavior even and we're talking even before this documentary leaving neverland 60 minutes i cannot remember the name i think his name is Martin Bashir i might be wrong forgive me if mm -hmm. i am he did an, an interview, a profile on Michael Jackson. And if you didn't think that there was something wrong with Michael Jackson before you watched that, you knew there was something wrong with him afterwards. Yeah. You, you, you know there is something... We're talking about somebody 
who is not right in the head. We're talking about yeah, somebody who is he's detached from reality. And he doesn't understand why people would think that there's that there's a problem with this guy. And I I went back and I read and, and I'm reformatting it for um to, to comply with uh Google's um oh what you um adaptivity. Oh, okay. With the, the the format, whereas it's, it's um the responsive format. And and I and I wrote this back in April twentieth, two thousand five. Michael Jackson is guilty of at least having bad taste. And, <laughs> and, and this is after he was acquitted of um uh, a round of, of of sexual abuse allegations where people came forward and said, No, no, Michael Jackson didn't do anything. He didn't do anything to me. Two of the people who yeah. were in this new documentary, Leaving Neverland, are two of the same guys who who testified under oath Michael Jackson never touched them. And they're recanting all of their testimony saying, we were instructed to lie. That, to me, is pretty huge. Oh, it's massive. Right? I mean, not only from a law enforcement standpoint, but also in terms of like our discussion about celebrity worship. Right. You know, what? what kind of sick freak is going to tell a child you you have you have to lie about the horrible things this person did to you yeah what how do you explain that how do you do that to a child i don't i couldn't do it myself and i just don't get it well psych I really don't. psychopaths are very good at that sociopaths are very good at that that's what they do Many of the experiences that I had, you know, growing up, my mom's boyfriend had said, if you tell anybody about me beating you, I will fucking kill you and the rest of this family. And he had, uh, we had a dog that my grandmother gave us when she moved down to Virginia. And my mom's boyfriend, Joe, took us, my brother and I, and the dog out into the woods and shot the dog in half with a shotgun right in front of my brother and I. And he said, if you ever tell anybody about what goes on in this house, I'll do the same to you. You don't think that didn't fuck me up for a while? Well, hell yeah. It had to. It had to. Had to. And then he, and then he, and I mean, then. how old were you? And, jeez, oh, 13, 14? Jeez, yeah. Then he did the same thing to my mother's cat, Ginger. Same place out in the middle of the woods, and it happened twice. Um, our next door neighbors moved and left us some hamsters, and he made us watch as he took this hamster and beat it to death on a rock. And he had said, "If you tell anybody about what happens in our house, the same will happen to you." So when you were in the guidance counselor's office and said, you're not, there's something fucking wrong. What's going on? Of course, I'm not going to say. Yeah. My mom's boyfriend is abusing us. Of course, I'm not going to, of course, I'm not going to fucking say anything. And as, as a side note, I hope that bastard's in prison somewhere. Apparently he, he's, uh, he's hobbling up and down the street with a horrible case of arthritis. He can't, he's, you know, he's, he's got this Steven Seagal ponytail going on. 
you know. And but the thing is, is it this is because here's the thing. This is the same guy who um, I used to fill his cologne bottles with piss. One time I filled one of his cologne bottles with piss. And when he was going out for a night on the town and, uh, you know, going to the VFW, he reached in um, to. And I don't know why he had to keep his cologne in my dresser drawer in my closet. And he put some cologne on himself and it was my piss, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, you know, and, and I did, and, and I, and I did some other things where I did, I did a, a series of pranks. I did some horrible things. Well, if, if you look at it from just a standpoint of what's going on, right. And right. I mean, if you're going to get beat up for stupid shit, you might as well do something worth getting beat. For. If I, listen, if you look, if this guy is eventually going to kill me because I talked about what he, what was going on in our house. At least if if I'm gonna fucking die, I want to die for something funny. You know, right. I want to. I want to be. I, you know, I if I'm gonna you if I want it to be worth it. Fuck it, it. You know, if this if this racist piece of shit is gonna kill me, at least at least let's give him a decent reason. And I thought it was inevitable. I I I, I was convinced that one day I would wake up dead, and I mean that facetiously. Yeah. Or he's gonna set fire to my bed while I was sleeping. Or just cut, slit my throat, or stab me in the chest, because he may have thought that I said something, and I did. And I did a series of things that made his life fucking miserable. At a very early age, I sabotaged a whole bunch of shit of his, and I made his life so fucking miserable that eventually he left. Now. And they say that path, there's no that passive aggressive never solved. Fucking anything. passive aggressive works great. And I did a whole bunch of other shit to this guy, and the he'll and I won't you know, I won't say any more on the other things that I did to this guy, but they were pretty fucking awful. Um, but I know what it is like to have a predator tell you, if you tell anybody, I'll fucking kill you. And they demonstrate they have the uh, the ability to to be a cold-hearted fucking killer. And these kids who were indoctrinated into believing that Michael Jackson and now I'm now we're talking about the the clips that I've seen of this documentary leave, leaving Neverland and the other interviews that they've done promoting this documentary. And Michael Jackson was their god. Michael Jackson was yeah. bigger than anything else in the world. They worshipped and adored Michael Jackson. And they were told, now, if the, you tell here's, anybody, here's the, yeah, if you tell anybody, ahead. we're both going to jail for the rest of our lives. Because what we're doing is wrong. And these kids were convinced by the psychopath, the sociopath, that what they were doing was wrong and they would go to jail. You can convince a child within reason almost anything. Yeah. Okay. At some point, though, and there's a point where I snapped and I realized I, I'm, being I'm being punished and I didn't even do anything. So now it's time to fight back. 
Right. Okay. There's a point where you can push somebody so far, and they're one thing they're either going to have a an absolute total emotional, physical, psychological collapse, or they're going to snap in the other direction, and you'll turn them into a monster that you can't right. control. I think that now that it's almost now, ten, what? Go ahead. Now the thing the thing that gets me right is um, in regards to the consequences of that. Yeah. Right. Like we look at Michael Jackson and there's a part of me that says, well, thank God it was only pedophilia. Right. You don't know that. You know, I yeah. mean, he, well, we don't, but that's, no one's ever accused him of being like, say a mass murderer. Yeah. But what if he was? Yet. You know, I'm not saying Michael Jackson was, or he wasn't, I don't believe he was, but what if instead of him being twisted in that way where he has, gets his sexual you know, pleasures from children. What if instead he took a darker turn? Would these people have still been standing up for him? Because when you get into celebrity worship and worship is the right word for right. it, because a lot of these people, literally it's a religious fervor that they feel towards some of these yeah. celebrities. And I know we're going to get to this later, but like the Kardashians, it's just right. absolutely horrifying and ridiculous how much people worship the kardashians right but the truth is that you know when you when you believe that strongly about somebody right what are you not willing to do for them you know if you're willing to overlook something like someone taking a child's innocence away in the most horrible way imaginable are would you be willing to forgive them for murder? Right. Would you be willing to forgive them for torture? For You know what I mean? There's a whole host of things that could be worse that they've done. Right. And in the case of some celebrities, they are actually accused of that. Yeah. And people defend them. O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson. Well... It wasn't because of OJ, though. The OJ Simpson thing was because, um, I don't know if it was Johnny Cochran or whomever, but it was successfully spun in that they're trying to take down OJ Simpson as a black celebrity. So yeah. it became more about his race than it was about him personally. And that was a great defense, and it worked. It was. And and in it, well... Did it? I mean, the guy's in jail, but he, well, he, yeah, but he's not in jail for the thing that he actually. Well, O.J. Simpson's of. actually out of jail now. That's the thing. Oh, is he? You look up is you know, you look it up. Is O.J. Simpson still in jail? Look at you know. Well, type it up. Let's let's go to the great Oracle Google. Is <laughs> O.J. Oh, Master Google, answer our questions, please. We've brought the appropriate sacrifice of bidgets and bites. <laughs> in jail. is op It helps if you actually type in. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it was a robbery t case. Yeah, CNN. Um, October 2nd, 2017. O.J. Simpson walks, Simpson out, of walks out of prison. Yeah, out, you know, after nine, after nine years. years. You know? And if you look at all the overwhelming evidence. And earlier that year in March, he says, nobody would think about screwing with me. Right. Now, see, this is the thing, right? We remember O.J. Simpson from his his um, 
his parts in like the Naked Gun right. series. And he he actually had surprisingly good comedic timing. He did. Um, not and I don't say surprising in that it's surprising that it's just he was not known for his for being funny when right. he was in football. Right. But when you get right down to it, the man was a professional athlete. So I totally believe that nobody would dream about fucking with him while he was in prison. Because I mean, if you if you've got nothing to lose and you're a big, strong in shape guy like him yeah. yeah you're gonna use that to your advantage and uh, there's no doubt in my mind he would have yeah hell i would have yeah <laughs> you know yeah you gonna mess with me i'm fucking oj what the hell exactly. are you gonna do to me you exactly. know i can see that exactly but the there's the entire notion of here's a guy here's a celebrity people love his body of the work they love his personality and they drink the freaking kool-aid like i am shocked at the number of people who defend Michael Jackson uh, uh, of the accusations of pedophilia. Yeah. The, Michael Jackson, here, here's a fact you can never, ever get past or push through. Michael Jackson is accused of child rape. Michael yeah. Jackson is accused of child rape. He is an accused pedophile. Every time yeah. I listen to his music, and it and it takes me a second or two sometimes. Every time I hear one of Michael Jackson's songs, the first thing that comes to my mind is Michael Jackson is accused of raping young boys. Yeah, his like we, his he's tainted we, forever, Jay. He is, and it and it it does taint his art, right? You know, and it's like. It's like imagining um, Vincent Van Gogh having been accused of, I don't know, being fucking Jack the Ripper or whatever, right. you know? That's going to forever taint the art he created. And he did some good work. He really right. did. Right. Michael Jackson did do some great work. Yeah. I think a lot of his later work wasn't worth the hype that it got, but that's just me. Right. But, you know, it's art, so you're entitled to your opinion. I'm I'm entitled well, to say most I'm not of the a big time. fan. Most there are there are people who will get in your face if you don't love everything that they do. Those are the psychotic, sycophantic fans who don't understand the notion that you can have an opinion, and you cannot. That's contrary to theirs. Yeah, right? and that's where, like, when my kids were young in elementary school, they had a teacher, a music teacher who was one of these worshipers of Michael Jackson. Right. And we were like, you know, is that, I hope that's not something that, you know, is bleeding through in other areas of our right. life. And we actually mentioned to her, cause you've met my ex, you know, that she's not a shy person. No. Bringing things that come into her Be mind. Becky is not so, shy. Becky is not no. shy. And she, she confronted the woman. She's like, you know, what about the, the allegations of pedophilia she's like oh well, i choose not to focus on that she's like you can choose not to focus on it right but you do have to realize that there's something going on there right you know um i just i don't think pop music has a place in musical education at the elementary school level um well it isn't it, think, it is a way to get kids interested in music but i just like like you said i don't think 
if somebody is accused of doing something such as this, I do think that you should at least look at the accusations and look at how the accusations are piling up. These people, right. who, these people who are avid, devoted fans of Michael Jackson, I mean, and they're rabid, fanatical fans. Yeah. The people who come out of the woodwork and they say the most horrible, mean-spirited things to people like myself who say Michael Jackson is an accused pedophile. People will come after people yes. like myself who say that. Oh, you don't know. You weren't there. Well, neither were you. I can't well, say definitively. This is, yeah. Hold on. Look at the statement they're yelling at you for. You can't say that. Yes, actually, I definitively can say that he is an accused pedophile. Yeah. I can say that. He went to fucking court to prove he was not a pedophile. Yeah. So, therefore, he is an accused pedophile. Yeah. You did not say he is a pedophile. You did not say he's a convicted pedophile. You said he's an accused pedophile. If they're going to go up in arms about the fact that he was accused, yeah. they need to take that up with their conscience and to quote someone else, a man, the man in the mirror, right. and say, hey, look, he is accused. You have to own that because that is fact. Yeah, That is irrefutable. It's in enough fucking newspapers. You can do a Google search on it and you can find the stories it's to this day there. that he is an accused pedophile. You're not saying convicted. But these people are so fanatical in their belief that, and and this <laughs> this is the thing that kills me about this because they the some of these same people worship these celebrities and then will tell you how there's no God and you're like clearly there's something about belief though because you're a fucking fanatic you know and and they don't look at the things that they do in their own life and how they're just worshiping something different you know there's there's a definite power and belief that is out there and it's true but it depends on what your beliefs inspire you to do you know and my beliefs my religious beliefs do not inspire me to go out and kill people yeah. or rape children or anything like that you know and i'm kind of stepping away from michael jackson here but there's a lot of especially the gangster rap where they're talking about you know, hoes and, and all of this other kind of stuff. They're glorifying the worst aspect of that part of life. Yeah. And for that reason, I I prefer not to listen to it. I'm not a fan of rap in general right, right. As, as an art form. And I'm there is a, a lot of misogyny of in rap. There really is. Well, in certain, well, hold on. In certain, certain styles of rap, certain particular subgenres of rap, I'm yeah. not a fan of the art form of rap in general. Right. But there are, you can't deny that like gangster rap, there is no misogyny in gangster rap. You, that you're just wrong because there is definitely misogyny in gangster yeah. rap. There's objectifying of women. There's, you know, the, you know, every woman that you sleep with is a notch in your belt, all that other kind of bullshit. Yeah. So there's definitely misogyny, misogyny in gangster but there are other forms of rap music where there isn't any misogyny. Mm -hmm. They're just not the most popular ones right now. Yeah. You know, they're not the most popular forms of rap at the moment. So I would, I'm not going to say that rap equates to misogyny, but gangster rap definitely does because the evidence is there. 
you know um and understand i'm a little defensive because a lot of the things that people say about rap they used to say about jazz oh yeah so you know i'm understandably defensive about it but i'm just not a fan (laughs) you know and i'm certainly not going to try and justify someone that whose music i like i'm not going to justify any of the decisions they make in their personal life right you know because you can like the music and not like the person you can like the art and not like the person you know by all accounts um leonardo da vinci as a person was not an easy person to deal with right from what from what we can tell but you can't deny that the man was a genius can't deny that he was a hell of an artist sculptor you know um but we have a tendency when it comes to celebrity whether that celebrity be a political celebrity an artistic celebrity of one form or another or a, a celebrity athlete we have a tendency to paint with a broad brush and say and and be more forgiving for their foibles i mean Robert Downey Jr., for example. Yeah. Love Robert Downey Jr.'s work. He's a hell of an actor. He really is. Probably one of the greatest actors of his generation, or at least he used to be. Right. Nowadays, they hire him and they want him to be Robert Downey Jr. playing this role. Or Robert Downey Jr. playing that role. Yeah. But that's because that's what he's being directed to do. You look at his early work, like, um, I think he was Chaplin. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. He, he disappeared in that role. Even more recently, Sherlock Holmes. If you did not see Robert Downey Jr. in any other role, and your first role you saw him in was Sherlock Holmes, you'd think he was British. Yeah. He got the mannerisms. He He's got pro- the yeah. accent. He nailed it. Right. He's capable of that level of acting. However, he's an addict. He's a drug addict. He's an alcoholic. He struggled with those things, and those things almost ruined his career. Right. Actually, they did ruin his career Yeah, until he... Jean Favreau took a chance on him. But, you know, I mean, we can't overlook the human element of that celebrity. I've met some pretty big celebrities in my life, and I've been able to refrain from being starstruck because I just remember their people. Yeah. The end of the day, if they're chasing the dragon for whatever reason— they have a reason for doing it and yeah. it's because they're human and they're frail. And there is a lot of pressure for on celebrities to live up to certain expectations, you know, and when, especially like performing arts musicians, it's hard to be on every night and musicians make their money. Even the most popular musicians make their money on tours. They don't make them from record sales. They don't make them from song sales on iTunes or wherever. That's not how they make the bulk of their money. They make by touring. Yeah. Touring means you're performing. You're performing four nights a week, you know, two or three nights a week. You have to be on. When you're on that time and you're on that stage at that moment, you have to be completely on and you have to be able to perform according to what the audience is expecting. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's not easy. And yet you have to do that. You know, and so a lot of people, they end up turning to drugs. They end up looking to other other things in order to get them through. And I get it. Yeah. You know, I get it. It's 
and they, the price and, they pay and, for and, that for that fame, though. And, and, and it also takes a toll on their lives. Exactly. You know? and, but the thing is, is that with everything that you just said, Jay, they're still responsible for their actions. They absolutely are. They and The idea that you're going to, whoever it is, whoever it is, whether, whether it's Michael Jackson or steampunk Billy McFarland, you have to take responsibility yeah. for your horrible actions and the horrible things that you do. What throws society off the rails is when somebody is a huge fan of a, quote, celebrity, whoever it is, and they have such a case of hero worship that literally nothing that they do could is ever wrong. Where And you take somebody like Michael Jackson with these people who say that there was a conspiracy out to get Michael Jackson. At some point, you've got to look at that and say, you know what? That's no, bullshit. You're not exactly wrong. It's just that conspiracy was headed by Michael Jackson himself. Michael Jackson pretty much conspired to screw himself. He did. Where you cannot look, you can't look at a guy. You cannot. And for those for those people who are saying, well, you know, it's Michael Jackson, blah blah blah, whatever, um, and they're not looking at it. Look at Ted Kennedy. Yeah. You can't. I saw the movie Chappaquiddick. Oh, that's a whole um, that's, last year. I mean, now it, when I now, say Utah's a conservative state, yeah, and I saw Chappaquiddick here in Utah, and the as we were walking out, um, one of the other audience members. I had this kind of half smile on her face. I'm like, it's pretty unbelievable, huh? And she was like, I can't believe he got reelected. I'm like, I'm from Massachusetts. I absolutely believe it. Because you know? she, I'm like, they, they didn't, he had the Kennedy name. Anyone with the name Kennedy, even yeah. if they're not related to the family, is going to get reelected in Massachusetts. Yeah. And simple. I mean, but it's the sycophantic fans who are enablers. I will say it right. It's the people, the people who are defending Michael Jackson, even ten years after after he passed away. It's going to be ten years this June. Yeah. All these people who are saying he's dead, leave it alone. He didn't do anything. All of the and all of these people who do these contortions of logic in defending him cannot see what the rest of us are seeing there there is something there's something about michael jackson that was really off and it set off alarm bells who the fuck spends millions upon millions of dollars in creating a, a, an amusement park and invites other people's children to practically live there for weeks or months at a time without their parents. Or if their parents right. are now, there, their parents are in another part of the country. And he's sleeping up with until, Hold on, because yeah. up until that last bit, you could be talking about Walt Disney. Well, but Walt Disney did not sleep in the same bed with other people's children. Yeah, nor did he, nor was his, I mean, Neverland Ranch. I have never once seen anyone selling tickets to Neverland Ranch. So it's not like it's open to the public. It's an invite-only thing. He spent millions on a private amusement park so that he could woo children. 
and that's where it starts that's where honestly that's where it gets really creepy to an extent i mean man is spending insane amounts of money on a park that if he truly loved children wouldn't he make it available to the general public you know and if he if he doesn't care so much about making the money wouldn't he make it available to the public and have the tickets be reasonably priced so that even poor people can get there but no it was this private thing that he could use to entice children and woo the children there's something really that's wrong where, with that what's that there was there, i mean there's something really wrong with a grown adult yeah wooing children like that and right. granted now a, if a lot of what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and, and my in in Incredulity. I'm, I'm being incredulous because my emotions are formed by my own abuse. And I admit that. I can admit that. There's something really wrong with people who look at that and then start making excuses for a stranger. A stranger, you don't really know who he is. But because you love his work so much, and you've devoted so much time and money either going to his shows or listening to his music, buying memorabilia. You cannot, these people cannot admit to themselves that they are somehow co-conspirators and they are somehow complicit in enabling him for that horrible behavior. Then they have to, they, they have to like create this, this illogical box inside their head where they shovel these accusations as it's all lies. It's all conspiracy. They're all out to get him. Right. They're jealous now, of his he, talent. But I think it's worth mentioning that they, the reason why they feel that way to an extent is because listening to that music got them through something that they were dealing with. Whether listening to, I, I don't know, Michael Jackson's music is very kind of, pop and right doesn't really seem to have much in the way of deep meaning to it closest he got to deep meaning was the man in the mirror right from what the music i've heard of his right and i have not listened to every single song michael jackson ever wrote. yeah but from those popular songs the closest he got to to any deep introspection or, or deep thinking was man in the mirror and it's got a great message to it. right but there are people out there who in listening to his music, it helped them get through whatever difficulty they were experiencing in life at that particular time. Right. So because of that, they feel they owe him something. So there is a, there's to an extent, I understand why they feel that connection with them. Oh, you wrote that song and you have no idea what it meant to me, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. I get that part. I do. I do get that part. Yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons why I like Billy Joel and Sting so much. There were times when I was going through shit in my life. Sure. And listening to their music helped me get through it. So I get that. However, if someone stood up tomorrow and said that Sting murdered, uh, was behind the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan, and they had credible evidence for it, and it got to the point where they were actually considering going to court about it, I would be seriously evaluating whether or not I still liked Sting. You'd I would still to. like his music, but him as a person, eh, not so much. Of course, that's unlikely to happen in a guy who's made, you know, all of his political activism has been towards pacifism. But I'm just using that as an extreme right. example. Take you know, somebody, um, take somebody that you adore, right? 
And like if, you know, Har- if, and- Har- if Harrison Ford was accused of doing something horrible, I don't think that I, I think that I would have to like not believe it and start doing the decompartmentalizing. Another example, R. Kelly. R. Kelly is a, is a performer who is accused of doing horrible things like sexual assault. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know exactly all the accusations. I think it's like he had... Um, well, I know there's underage in there. I know there's... Um, there's a video of him urinating. Abuse. On, yeah. There's, yeah. There's a video of him urinating on a young girl. Eh, that's a kink. But still, that the you, fact that it's a the fact that it's a young girl is more disturbing to me than he's urinating on. Some people are into some weird shit. Man. Yeah. Um. I mean, what, as long as it's consensual, whatever. it's the underage. You shit know, put that on the like. rubber, put on the rubber sheets, and celebrate all the golden showers you fucking want. I don't give a shit. As right. long as it's your bed, and they're you're both eager willing participants don't go, involve you me, know, though, you know knock yourselves out i don't give a shit don't involve me and, and don't make it exactly and, don't involve me and don't make know? it an issue that i have to quote deal with and but once once one of the participants is under the age of legal consent now it's no longer a kink now we're looking now we're getting into a whole new territory of wtf right. um and, but the, but for me the the whole thing that I wanted to sort of like really narrow home, it, it's the accusation Michael Jackson's accusations or the accusations against Michael Jackson, that in and of itself is a lot. It's the people who defend him as if Michael Jackson is their religion. It's like the people who try to kill blasphemers if they belong to a certain sect of religion it's the religious fervor that really concerns me and if these people can have this religious fervor for a performer then it's not out of the realm of the possibility that these people can have a religious fervor over a politician and well, that, that's not just a politician I mean look at what happened in Jonestown yeah but you stop and think about the religious That's fervor. That's a nice ominous chord in the background. You like that? I, I accidentally hit the hit the um, <laughs> say, say say religious cult one more time. Religious cult. <laughs> nice sound effect there, huh? But the thing is, is like if you can, if there are people out there who can defend the most indefensible accusations of a of a of a, a, a performer, an entertainer. Then imagine how far people would be willing to go to defend a politician or a political movement and think about what they would be willing to do. Now, all of a sudden, we totally understand. We have an insight into the thinking of somebody who would assassinate the president or assassinate. We sort of get a glimpse into um, the guy who killed John Lennon. We understand you look you and you, I'm reading some of the comments that people have written defending Michael Jackson, and it, I, it's disturbing. But at the same time, it's yeah. a, it's a glimpse into a, a psychosis, as it were. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong, man. I think um, I think it's. 
people want to believe in something bigger than themselves. I think deep down, everyone does. I think sometimes we we struggle in life doing that. I think we, um, for whatever reason, established religions aren't aren't meeting it. We're not able to come up with our own personal systems of belief, whatever, or because of the the way that someone's music or a performance has spoken to us on a deep inner inner level, we are willing to turn a blind eye and we become worshipers of that person. It's even possible for that to happen in, in a political context. I mean, I think the closest we've seen in our lifetimes to that is the way some people, and I'm not saying that this equates in any way, but there were some people who were that enamored with Barack Obama. And unfortunately, some of those people, I think, were in the press. I mean, the man got a, a Nobel Prize for being elected president, for fuck's sake. He didn't do shit. He just got elected president. And they gave him the Nobel Prize for that. And I'm using my words fairly carefully here. And when I say gave, they gave it to him. It's not an easy thing to become president of the United States. However, you know, George Bush didn't get one. Bill Clinton didn't get one. But it was because he was a black man who got elected president, he got a Nobel Prize. That, it's not, it doesn't equate to other people, what other people have done to earn that same prize. And it, it cheapens the prize. But at the same time, that's the closest we've seen to that sort of almost religious fervor towards a politician. Now imagine, or look back at the articles that are written about JFK when he was running. That was that was really by modern standards fucking creepy as hell. It really was. I mean I'm not saying that, that JFK wasn't a good politician. I really that's not what this is about. It's there were people that were really really worshiping him. Right. And he could do no wrong. Yeah. You know, and this is at a time frame when it was still looked down on to be for to to cheat on your wife. Yeah. And he had accusations of infidelity throughout his entire life. Right. In politics anyway. And now, you know, you look at the the almost religious fervor and they're like it was it suddenly became, Oh yeah, he's a real man because look at him, he was able yeah. to have sex with Marilyn Monroe in the White House. Which, you know, on the one hand, as a man looking at Marilyn Monroe, you're like, I don't blame him. But <laughs> on the other hand, he was still married. Now, I'm not yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Jackie Onassis. I didn't think she was that gorgeous, but he was married. Yeah. And, you know, if I had an opportunity, I'm not married. I'm just in a committed relationship. But if I had an opportunity to have sex with someone outside of that relationship, I wouldn't take it. doesn't matter how hot they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Just because that's not how I'm wired. I'm not going to do that. Do I think less of people who do cheat on their spouses? To an extent, yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes there's reasons behind it that are that are deeper than the norm, but whatever. So, so it's not, it's not something that's relegated. When we say celebrity, we tend to think of actors, musicians, but it also shows up 
in politics. It shows up in yeah. athletics. It shows up in um, not so much in literary circles, but to an extent, it does. Like no, regardless who it is, reg- yeah. and I use the word celebrity in the broad term, people who are quote celebrated in society, politicians, athletes, actors, performers, whatever. Um, even Roger Stone has a religious following. Almost, um, you look at, at you look at these all these accusations of all of these horrible people. Not horrible people, performers, celebrities, people who were celebrated in society, accused of doing horrible things. You're going to have a legion of supporters. They're not paid. They're not get. They're, I don't think that these people are getting a stipend from the Michael Jackson estate. They're volunteering their time to defend somebody and make accusations of the people who are saying Michael Jackson's accused of child rape. Michael Jackson is accused. I am making a declarative statement. Michael Jackson is accused of child rape. And using his fame, his popularity, his wealth, Neverland Ranch, to lure children in to sexually abuse them. That's how it looks. It looks horrible. There are going to be people who are going to go after me again for saying these things. Michael Jackson was accused of child rape. And he used his power and his celebrity to silence people. That's and 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 that's not a false accusation. We know for a fact that he used his wealth to try and buy the silence of some people who accused him of doing horrible things. And it bothers me that there are people who are so divorced from reality because of their love of somebody that they've never met. If Michael Jackson could in his death can get people to defend him like this, Who's to say that there isn't somebody out there, a charismatic political leader, who could convince other people of going along with doing some horrible stuff? Berlin in the 1930s is a fine example. Am I equating? Here's the thing. And people are going to get angry with me for making this, making this connection. Am I equating these fanatic, rabid fans of Michael Jackson with Nazism in the 1930s? Not really, but I can see how it could go down that path. Right. And there's there's an extent to where the cult of personality supersedes just giving someone a, 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 a pass on something. And when it actually enters into genuine cult, behavior for example the the way hitler he basically had a cult following in germany in nazi germany in the 30s and 40s well i think it started petering out in the 40s mm-hmm. as realities of war yeah came in and all that but the truth is that hitler was a cult leader the nazis were a cult right their worship was of political ideals but it was all centered around Hitler. Even 
Nazi sympathizers today yeah. glorify Hitler. And that is one of the defining aspects of a cult. Yeah. Is that it's centered around a single charismatic figure. David Koresh is another one from our from our lifetimes. Yeah. Your your memory and mine anyway. Yeah. Of someone who was a cult leader. I mean it's a genuine cult. Um I gotta tread on sort of thin ice here because certain religions have been accused of being cults as well. Sure. And I think once you get past one single charismatic leader, it's very unlikely another leader is going to be as charismatic and be able to carry a cult through. Yeah. That is something that I don't think we have any examples in history of a cult that has had a sequence of charismatic leaders. They've always been a single person. And then when that person's done, the cult's done. Yeah. Charles Manson, for example. Charles Manson was, those people worshiped him like a cult. They yeah. were willing to kill for him. You know, I mean, it's, it's a very powerful thing. Yeah. That can be used to do good things or to do bad things. And most of the examples throughout history we have are evidence of the latter, unfortunately. Right. Um, I would love to see a cult that does good things. I would love <laughs> we should I really start would. one, you know? <laughs> right? Uh, I don't think either one of us are that charismatic. But it's just, it would be, it would be nice to be able to point out, you know, a cult that has done good things and yeah. then died off after a single charismatic leader has died. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of atheists out there who say Christianity is a cult, to which I say, who's the charismatic leader leading the cult today? Yeah. Because no cult has survived the death of its of the person that originated. But really, in, but in their defense, and that's where Nazis yeah. that's where Nazis kind of go beyond that because it's a political cult, which is not a religious cult. So there's different, you know, and the deification of a leader that has long since died. I think yeah. that there is some still something to that. Um, anyway, we we've crossed the the one hour and five minute mark. <laughs> We've only talked about the one subject. Here's the, um, but here's the thing. Is that enough? I think it's enough to start the conversation. I hope that anyone listening to this podcast, you know, other than mom, because I know my mom, she, she's not really going to be talking thanks about Thanks to your mom. Thing, thanks to your mom. We have literally doubled our listenership in the past couple that of is, months. That is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do I, but, I know, honestly I, we I, do have to talk about your mom nailing flyers to trees on public property that is well uh, you know she she lives in in the woods so you know <laughs> our squirrel but, demographic has is, gone is, through the roof and we're starting to we're, we're we're starting to breach into like you know the raccoons you know those raccoons. I, I'm actually going. I'm actually a fan of the raccoon demographic. Yeah, that's that's something I was hoping we could see gr growth in. But I, I think if anything, this starts a conversation and starts people thinking about how they view celebrities. Um, I'm not a fan of celebrity as a concept. No. Um, people becoming famous and becoming celebrities. So there are people who want nothing other than that. I just want to be famous. Well, what do you want to be famous for? I don't care. I just want to be famous. 
that's some scary shit it is why do you want to have that level of attention drawn to you yeah what is missing in your life that you feel you need to chase after that particular dragon why do you why do you feel what problem is that going to solve for you you know and if it's just you want to get laid hell there's hookers out there man just go and get laid pay someone you know sex is wonderful but it's only sex so I think celebrity in our society and it there's been celebrities throughout history. Hell the the, the gladiators in yeah. ancient Rome were celebrities, you know. Um religious leaders had cult followings. It's celebrity is something that's part of the human psyche. And it's part of the human psyche I just don't understand. Yeah. You know, um, we're all just people. We're all fallible. Yeah. You know, like Bohemian Rhapsody, the the movie was really, a, it was about Freddie Mercury. It was supposed to be about Queen, but I think they just glommed on to the celebrity and the persona of Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with a celebrity. That doesn't mean that being a celebrity is, is a bad thing. There are people who are celebrities who, you know, basically try and be private people. Yeah. And they don't really care. Like John Mayer, I think, has fallen out of love with being a celebrity. He bought a bunch of property up in Montana and saw an interview with him where they uh, he was on Hot Ones. And he they asked uh, the host, asked him, you know, what's it like living in Montana? He said, I love it. The guys who know where I know who I am and, and, and love my music just say, hey, man, I really appreciate what you do. He's like, it's all very low key. It's none of the celebrity, the insanity of L.A. Yeah. You know, he's like, if I want the insanity of L.A., I hop on a plane and I go to L.A. Right. You know, but that's not something he wants in his normal life. And you have to respect that. Um, but it's just people we have to think. We have to think when it comes to the celebrities. We have to think when it comes to the politicians, just the the people in our lives, yeah. who we have in our lives. We've got to be, we owe it to ourselves to not throw away our own, our own identities because of someone else who may or may not even know who we are or even give a shit about who we are. Um, we there's each one of us is worthy of living our own lives we are the star of our own movies and what kind of a movie is that going to be I think we need to focus on that as we everything we do can be an adventure you may not have as cool a soundtrack but well you know know. this, this let me just say this as far as your own cool soundtrack, uh, I've been listening to a lot of James Bond radio and being James Bond podcasts. And there's a there's a great guy who. Uh, t- <laughs> what the fuck was that? Um, Go ahead. I, um, uh, and John Williams, not the same John Williams who wrote all the soundtracks of the Star Wars movies, but the same the, John Williams. He he's a music aficionado who takes over JBR radio every once in a while, James Bond radio. And he 
talks about the soundtracks of the of the James Bond films. And he talks about how you can just play a soundtrack from one of the James Bond films and you feel like Bond for the rest of the day. You can have a cool soundtrack to your life. And you just have to pick the right music. That's one of the reasons why I love collecting soundtracks. Because I want sort of like the feeling of the movie in every aspect of my life sometimes. That's why I love jazz or big band swing or whatever. That's and But the, the talking about the soundtrack of your life, I think one of the reasons why a lot of people have a hard time letting go of people like Michael Jackson who have been accused of doing horrible things is because he has been the soundtrack of their lives. And they just, they can't, they can't separate the, and they can't let go of somebody who is accused of doing something pretty horrible. And the reason why, and the reason why he's able to get it's this constant, it's this vicious loop. People yeah. like Michael Jackson were able to get away with what they were able to get away with because they had the sycophantic fans. And the reason why there are sycophantic fans is because they've provided the soundtrack to their lives in extent. Um, and uh, I, yeah. I, 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 I think I, I get that. But I will also say, I mean, looking at Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, John McCain to an extent during the 2000 election, uh, 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 George Sr. and George Jr., Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan has a cult following. All of the, there, you look at these people and the, they, you have these cult followings and you, everything that these people say. George Lucas has a cult following. Gene Roddenberry to uh, Stan Lee. All of these celebrities have these cult, and they can do no wrong, and they have legions of apologists. And it's easier than thinking. Before I make a decision, I'm going to like read, um, I'm going to read Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's tweets. It's like check, you know, before I do anything. Um, it's sort of like looking at your astrology horoscope for the day. Um, right. And I can't think of a single politician in politics today that I would want to be that involved in their lives or have them that involved in my life. Yeah. I mean, is, is it, is it because, is it because we are, um, is, is it because that we are, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Because we're old, because we're grumpy old men now. And we now look at this and like, no, I, I, I'm too old for this shit. I'm, you know, and here's the thing. I'm 50. I, and it didn't occur to me until yesterday. I was listening to the, the Alex Jones show. Not the Alex Jones show. I was listening to Joe Rogan talking to Alex Jones in, in a podcast I downloaded a while ago, but I didn't get to listen until yesterday. Alex Jones is five years younger than me. He's five years younger than I am. And it was like, there's a point where it's like, when you start look, you, you get a certain age, whereas you cannot look at other people as your celebrity icons or your celebrity idols. Okay. I was looking at myself in the mirror one day and I was thinking to myself, you know what? When, when the fuck are people going to start cosplaying as me? Because I've done, I've done enough in my life. 
You know, and it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing to think about. It's a funny thing to think about. But at what point do you stop looking at celebrities and put your put yourself first for fuck's sake? Well, I think it. My my daughter, kid two point two, um, she got me watching um, Queer Eye. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. The, the recent resurrection okay. of Queer Eye and. I have to say one of the things I like about the show is when the Fab Five go to someone, they're yeah. not trying to change that person. They're trying to get that person to own who they are. Yeah. They're not saying you need to dress like this. They're saying if you dress like, you know, do you feel comfortable dressing like this? The reason why I'm asking is because this accentuates this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. You know, do you like your hair like this? I want to put make put your hair like this because this will do this, that, and the other thing. They're explaining to them why they want to do that. And is it okay? Not once have they said, we're going to do this to you, or at least from what I remember. Right. Have they said, we're going to do this. We're going to cut your hair like this. Yeah. Um, and you have no choice in the matter kind right. of a thing. Um, I think that that actually, I'll throw this caveat out there. I think that has been said, but it was a joke. Right. They were jokingly saying that. Right. Um, right. One, the message that I got out of watching Queer Eye was that you are your own celebrity. You yeah. are who you are. And you can dictate what you present to your, about yourself to the world. Right. But you have to be comfortable in your own skin first. You yeah. have to be comfortable with who you are. You have to be comfortable with that man in the mirror. Yeah. And you have to see the value that that person brings. And everyone brings value. You know? So own your style. You know, if your style is wearing fedoras and suit coats and, and you know, dressing like it's 1926, go right ahead. Yeah. If your style is, you know, you like wearing the huge baggy pants with a lot of chains and zippers and shit like that, exactly. fucking go for it. Yeah. But do it because it's what you like, not because it's what you think will make other people like you. And that's the problem right there, Jay. People yeah. do that stuff because they want people to like them more. And the truth is, is when you feel confident in yourself, that's what people are drawn to. Yeah. I'm not in the best shape of my life. I'm not. I'm really not. And yet I, I've noticed lately that, or it's been brought to my attention, I should say, because I didn't notice it, that I'm getting more attention now than, I, than I'm used to getting. Yeah. From, from women, but also in general. Yeah. You know? And I, it's because I'm confident in who I am. I'm comfortable yeah. with who I am. Yeah. I know who I am. I know what I can do. I know what I can't do. I don't try and claim knowledge I don't have. I don't try and claim skills I don't have. I, I'm just me. Yeah. And I'm comfortable with me. And if if there's a young child out there who's listening, the you know, the one thing I, I hope they get from this is be comfortable and confident in who you are because the more confident you, confidence you have in yourself, the less the opinions of other people matter. Right. So the bullies of the world are going to have less influence over you. And honestly, I think that's the only 
the only argument we have, the only counter we have to cyberbullying. If some faceless name on the internet can bring you down, you are giving them far too much power over yourself. That's yeah, and, that's and it's the your scat, power yeah. to give to them. What was that? And that's and that's the sad thing. That does happen a lot. That honestly does have a, that a lot of people like to um, just have the power to bring other people down, strangers down, just because they can. Um, they they like being able to make pe other people feel awful. Um, and the thing is, is it ruined people's day by just having just uh, just a couple of words. Right. And there are people out there who, whether they can do that or not, they get off on thinking they can. Yeah. You know, and I don't mean get off as an, <gasps> I mean, get off as a, they, they feel power from it. They get power, from it, you know, and that's, we don't. I don't think we realize how much power we give to other people. The more right. influence someone has over you, the more power you've given them and the more you've taken, you've given away your own power. Yeah. The less you've, you've reserved for yourself. Yeah. And I don't think that's, I think that's something that, you know, when it comes to celebrity worship, I think a lot of times celebrities end up in this almost it's almost this vicious circle where they get addicted to having those fans and having their own celebrity that they can't deal with, or, you know, they have to feel like they're inf having them influence on people. And that's why you end up with people like Gwyneth Paltrow, for example, and her stupid website, you know, where she's giving advice on how to live life. Gwyneth Paltrow is giving people advice on how to live life. Those people have problems with their lives. Oh, yeah, you know, we all do. We all do. Yeah, we we do. But they're they're looking in the wrong place for solutions. You know, you're talking about a woman who has so much money that when she doesn't want to deal with her kids anymore, she calls in the nanny, the live in nanny to take care of them. Yeah, she doesn't make her own. She doesn't make food for her children. She complains to her personal chef about the food that yeah. they're preparing for her children. And here's There's, the thing. You know, that's not. Yeah. And, but the, here's the thing. They put forward this image. They put yeah. forward the uh, the illusion that they have a normal life. Gwyneth Paltrow does not have a normal life like us. No. Nope. Gwyneth Paltrow does not know what it's like to have a normal life like my, my wife does. Gwyneth, if her car breaks down, she doesn't worry about how she's going to pay for it. The but and this sort of gets to another issue that I thought I I kind of like was like are we going to talk about this people living vicariously through celebrities, and when that yeah. celebrity that you're living vicariously through is accused of doing something horrible, um, your your world falls apart if that's who you are if you live vicariously through a celebrity and that celebrity is going to going to go to jail or going to lose everything because of the accusations against them. That's another or reason why people lose their celebrity because of the whims of society. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but because it sounds so pessimistic and I don't, I don't honestly think that, but human beings are fallible. So if you're pinning all your hopes on someone, that person's going to let you down. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, they're going to let you down. 
you know there's a moment in everyone's life where they grow up and their their parent either mother and father or just one parent if they only have one parent in their life there's there's someone that they idolize and usually it happens when you're in your teens and you start realizing that they're not infallible they're just a person and that's sort of a soft letdown that's sort of a soft failure right um i remember the first time i saw my father cry yeah and it was both an empowering moment for me and a bit of a letdown because up until that point i thought my dad was the strongest person in the world yeah now i realize that he's uh, right up there he is one of the strongest people in the world crying is not a sign of weakness crying is a sign of strength yeah and it's it's a moment that i kind of treasure yeah because not only did I see my dad as a man, as a person for the first time, and not the mythological dad of my youth, but it also empowered me and let me know that it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to deal with those emotions in ways that other people may say are wrong or yeah. bad. You know, as long as you're not hurting other people, there's nothing wrong with it, right? You know, if your way of dealing with your emotions is going out and being the shit out of somebody, well, that's bad. That's not good. But if your way of dealing with your emotions is beating up a punching bag, fucking go for it. There's nothing wrong with it, you know? So um, at some point, if you, if you, if you are depending on someone else for your own security of identity or whatever, that's going to fail. That's, that's a sure sign of failure because there's no way anyone can live up to any level of perfection. No way. They're human. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to falter. They're going to fail. There isn't a single celebrity out there who's maintained their celebrity throughout their entire life. Not one. Yeah. You know, I mean, whether that celebrity is a politician, musician, actor, actress, artist, um, whatever, athlete. Athletes get old, man. Yeah. You know, at some point they're not going to be able to throw the, you know, the soccer ball that great or whatever. You know, they're just, their muscles, their bodies, they're going to get old and they're going to start failing. Not me, man. Not me. Nope. <laughs> right? I mean, we're all human. I don't, you know, yes, there's a lot, everything that what you say is true. Um, and I, and I, and I, and I will end this podcast by saying this. I don't know what the fix is. I don't know what the cure is. I know that it is absolutely, totally inevitable with the way society is built is that there's going to come another celebrity who is going to be accused of doing horrible things. I love that. I'm right in the middle of doing something and Windows Defense Summary has to chime in right now. <laughs> right now. I need to I need to let you know your computer's fine. Go back to what you're doing. The, there is going to be another high-profile celebrity. And I don't think R. Kelly is that high-profile. 
But there is going to be another high-profile celebrity like like Bill Cosby, who mm-hmm. for I mean during the seventies, eighties, and maybe the early nineties, Bill Cosby was ubiquitous. He was everywhere, and he was accused yeah. of and he was accused of drugging women and raping them. And there were still people out there who's like, I can't believe it. I can't. I won't believe it. I won't believe it. There's going to come a time in the not too distant future when there's going to be another high profile celebrity who is going to be accused. Ryan Seacrest. Ryan's imagine Ryan's, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest has hidden in his dungeon in his basement a collection of runaway underage pr- prostitutes. Ryan Seacrest is going to have he's going to be outed as having um, child prostitutes buried in his backyard. And there are people who are going to say, oh, no, no, no. Those were planted by the, by the NSA. Right. And, and there are going to be people who are going to believe it's it. Always, it's, and it's always a conspiracy because they want to destroy his power. What sort of power does fucking Ryan Seacrest have? I want to know because if he's got power... I'm not seeing any evidence of it. He's got power of making money because he's got a good voice. And it's a good speaking voice, by the way. Ryan Seacrest has to be the most lamest, dullest cult leader. But you know, people are, whoever it is, name any celebrity. There's going to be a legion of fans who are going to say that didn't happen. Because they're, and that's the end of it. They're emotionally invested in these celebrities and that's a problem people need to i hate to quote william shatner but they have to get a life yeah. so so that's it jay i think yeah, they that, do i think that's i think because you and i both have to get to work we have to do other things yeah. is there anything else going on that you want to um, just quickly interject here real quick no not, not really i mean honestly i Lately, I've been thinking a lot about life um, in general, and I'm realizing that there's a lot of lessons that we learn later in life that I sometimes wish we could learn earlier in life, but we only learn them through living. And I I think I just want to say that, you know, young people, life is not not as difficult as you think there's going to be problems there's going to be times in your life when you think you're you're faced with something that's insurmountable if you can find some way of just surviving through it it's incredibly empowering to know that you've been through it and therefore that's not the worst thing that can happen to you anymore you know but there's only so much you can do and there's uh, sometimes life is about just surviving and keeping on and then things will get better. They might get better because of something you've done. They might get better because of something you you have no control over just happening. But there's never anything that's just too dark or impossible to overcome. There's you'll always there's always a way to get through. You just have to find it. And there's always people willing to help. Yeah. Thanks for another great show, Jay. Um, and as always, you know, thank you. Thank, thanks, <laughs> thanks for being a, my voice of reason sometimes. Thanks for just being a sounding board. 
Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, have these discussions and let other people listen. All right. <laughs> I think those people need help. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if you think we're celebrities and you're worshiping us and you're following everything that you do and you seem to think that we can do no wrong, either get a life or become a Patreon. You can find the link to our <laughs> Patreon on all of the pages on the Metaphysical Connection. That's metaphysicalpodcast.com and thefedorachronicles.com. So, thanks, Jay, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at thefedorachronicles.com. You can be a part of the Metaphysical Connection by subscribing to the Fedora Chronicles Network on Twitter through at Fedora Chronicle. There you will find jazz-era counterculture, vintage threads, lost history, conspiracies, the paranormal, and space news. You can also join our Facebook group at facebook.com groups The Metaphysical Connection. Both platforms are great ways to join our growing community, connect with other friends of the show, and find out what's coming up in next week's episode. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them, yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. This is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on.